question. All right, let's keep trying this Are out. Are you ready to go yet? I'm, you... I'm trying. Welcome, out, good movie buddies, to the Popcorn Diet Podcast. For those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other movie snacks like those gigantic, disgusting pickles you can eat at some places. How dare you? As always, my name is Mr. David Melhorn. You're very, your second best good movie buddy. So very buddy. best good movie buddy. And I'm joined, as usual, by our other very good movie buddy. Damn right. Mr. Rick Williamson. That's pretty good, actually. I think we're going to keep that. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in. We're just going to run. We're going to go with it. We're just going to go with we're it. We're going to go with it. All yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> now I don't even know what to do. Now we've, now we've made these adjustments, and now everything is completely thrown off. Because normally I ask you, David, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. Are you? But the better question is, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm a little wound up, a little jacked up on on the orange soda and uh, cherry Seven Up. It's pretty good, actually. Um, those are those are not your most common sodas. No, no, but it's what I had to do today. Of choice. Right. I had a I had a. a there was no a, Mountain Dew or Mellow Yellow. It's a real that. weird day. Yeah, um, and you know what, David? It's it's Halloween season. It's it's we're coming up on Halloween. And this this episode is going to be coming out the day after Halloween, mm-hmm. and you and I we already did our scary movie episode. I feel like you mm-hmm. know, and the really the big movie coming out is Jigsaw, mm-hmm. and I don't know about you, I have zero desire to do that movie. Nope. I I didn't real I don't really want to see it. I I don't mind bloody. I you know me. I love bloody movies. I I, I I'm all for it. But just the Saw movies never did it for me. No, not really. I I I don't like overworked franchises unless it's like comically bad and even then we talked about comically bad movies last week well i love i mean i love overworked franchises don't get me wrong i just don't like the saw movies and so we decided to pivot we decided to instead celebrate um instead of celebrating what you know by the time we listen to this has already passed it's time we look to the future and it's time that we come back around and we come back and check up on the Oscar race with our, our – these are now considered our early but are not too early Oscar prognostications. So when we first did an Oscar prognostication episode, it was September 4th. It was almost two months ago that we decided we were going to take a swing at, at some predictions as what we were going to do. And we did this with almost no uh, education, like no – um, what's the word I want to look for? Like evidence, right? We did it based just on word of mouth, on what's coming out, what's being made. Yeah, a lot of them didn't even have trailers out. Posters, um, pictures, not nothing. Many, not many were actually even out in theaters yet. Um, so we were we were kind of flying blind and, and mostly dependent on just the some of the film festival feedback as well as um, just rumors and and just looking at the lineup of who's slated to be on a certain film. And and expecting that it'll do well because you have those people involved. It's right. got to do well. Right. Exactly. And now, two months later, we have gotten a lot. As a matter of fact, it was literally like uh, the, the the week our that episode was released where we started getting trailers. Mm-hmm. We started getting pieces of information. And since then, we have had premieres we've had festivals we've had we have like we said tangible data to work with here a lot of these movies almost every single one of the movies that is 
um, being considered or going to be part of the quote-unquote Oscar race has been seen uh, by somebody. Not by us, obviously, <laughs> but by somebody. And I wanted to start with going through some of the festivals and kind of talking about what showed up there and kind of what um, was talked about. Um, and so there is four, basically four big ones. There's Telluride, there's Venice, there's TFF or TIFF, which is Toronto, um, and then there's the New York Film Festival. And those are like sort of the four big ones in that sort of August, September, October range where people start throwing out their big movies. Um, and so starting with Telluride, obviously, you know, big, big indie movie scene, big premieres for that particularly The Shape of Water, and then one that we did not have sort of a radar on, which is understandable considering we're two straight white American males. We didn't really have a bead on Greta Gerwig's sort of lady female coming of age story called Lady Bird. But those two films came out of Telluride uh, tied for basically the best film of the festival, and they also tied for best director. Uh, so... That kind of stuff, you know, went went up big time. Um, you know, Gary Oldman got wonderful views. You know, Battle of the Sexes came out. Um, I'm trying to think of what are the other ones did. I think um, first they killed my father, which is Netflix one. Gary Oldman, uh, going back to Gary Oldman, they got a few votes. Um, but. We also saw Hostiles. So Hostiles is one that you and I are particularly excited for. So after that one, basically the two big ones that sort of came out of it were really Lady Bird and, Lady Bird and Shape of Water. That was sort of the big ones. Um, and then some of the other ones that came out of Venice, uh, again, were The Shape of Water, uh, were um, a movie called uh, Foxtrot, which I believe is probably going to be kind of in the line for a uh, foreign film Oscar mm -hmm. eventually. Uh, you also had three billboards outside Ebbing, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which is a mouthful to say. One that I am particularly excited about. And so we see that you know, oh, we got uh, Del Toro getting some motivation there, and then we go to Toronto, and it's kind of the same thing. Um, where, you know, there wasn't really, you know, a huge amount of, uh, you know, awards necessarily. Like they have the People's Choice Award and things like that. And so that's three billboards, which I'm just going to simplify to three billboards. That got some love. I, Tanya got some love. Um, not a lot of uh, love for like um, Darkest Hour or Mudbound or anything like that. But, you know, some some love there. And then the New York Film Festival as well, which which I don't even know if it's it's done yet. I think it's yeah. no, I think it, it is done. Ended. You're right. October I think 15th it is done. It ended. Um, and I wanted to look up and see if there were any uh, particular awards or anything like that. It was I don't kind think of, there it were. It's kind of the same old, same old. Um, the typical. Same ones that had been doing well. Which is kind of what you wind up seeing once the Oscar buzz starts rolling, and so. That's kind of where we're at. And we also saw some film releases, some of which you saw, most of which that I saw. Um, but we had Blade Runner. We had Mother. We had Battle of the Sexes. Um, how are you on catching up with some of these trailers that have come out? Have you been keeping up on? Because we got most of these movies got trailers. Now yeah, too. we got a ton of trailers. Um, 
obviously we saw Phantom Thread, Daniel, or as yes. we as we know it, Daniel Day Lewis's last ride. Yes. Or, <laughs> Is that what we're just gonna call it? That's all that I'm gonna call it. Okay. Um, we've got Journey's End, uh, World War II, which I hadn't really heard a whole lot of before the trailer came out. Right. Uh, I Tanya was the, you know, slot into that biopic. Um, there's a couple biopics. Couple biopics. Um, well, you had Battle of the Sexes already, but right. I Tanya could fill that controversial topic, controversial subject. And you know how the Academy loves biopics. Uh-huh. It's been a while since we've had one. Yep. Um, Mudbound, which we had already really heard about, isn't that going out on Netflix? It is. Yeah, it is. I feel like that's going to be a big player for Netflix. Maybe I could see it could happening. Be. Then just got the uh, Denzel, Roman, J. Israel Esquire. Esquire. Yeah, you're. That's another mouthful of a title. Yeah, that one actually looks really good. I, I, I the title really turned me off. Like I was really like, I do not want to see a movie with this title. <laughs> I don't even know what it's about. But I, the the um, preview made it look like you know a sharp it, legal thriller, and I'm a sucker for a sharp sharp legal thriller. I mean, if it doesn't come from a John Grisham book, then I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, no, I I thought it looked looked. I think it looked all right. Um, Denzel looked great in it, so he does. I mean, he seems like he's doing a good job in it. So it, I could see it being one of those movies that gets love for Denzel, and that's about it. Um, Molly's Game. We finally got some more on Molly's Game. That mm-hmm. came out pretty shortly after our uh, previous one mm-hmm. on this. Obviously, I'm in Aaron Sorkin. I'm in first, first directorial debut. Poker. Yep. Like yep. all good things. Be? Woody Allen, which I think Woody Allen is going to. I, I, not that I feel bad for him at all, but I think he's got zero shot with everything going on in Hollywood right now. Yeah. They're not going to put a controversial person like him. In the limelight, so it's he's got he's got point. he's got Wonder Wheel, but I don't think even the Academy has the huevos to uh, <laughs> to give him any kind of buzz. Uh, and then Hostiles, which listen, give me give me a Western, right. give me Christian Bale, I'm all right. over it. There's a few westerns that that we're not going to talk about today, but there's a few westerns like the uh, there was that one. It was the Ballad of of Curly Brown or something like yep. that yep. with Bill Pullman that looks amazing. Um, that that we won't. I mean, you and I. It'll let it be. Let it be known that we're a sucker for a western. It will most likely be a movie that we really like, but get zero. We'll any get zero love, love as usual. Now, probably in the theaters and at the academy. Probably, sadly. Um, now the this is where I get to talk about. There is there is an equalizer. There is an unknown quantity still, even as we are coming up on November. Which is usually like we're already getting trailers for movies that are coming out next summer. We're already getting Pacific Rim trailers. We're already getting uh, Black Panther trailers. We're already getting Infin- uh, Avengers trailers are coming out. Um, like we're we're getting there, and yet we have seen absolutely nothing for what I consider to be one of my most anticipated films of the award season which is the post which is spielberg oscar bait streep it is 100 percent oscar bait but it is spielberg oscar bait and i'm about that you are always okay you always hate oscar bait except when it's spielberg well no because like uh you know there are a few i feel like there would be a few directors i would make 
like considerations for like <laughs> Scorsese, Scorsese, Ridley Scott. Um, who else is making movies this year? Guillermo del Toro. Like there are a few people that I Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan. Like if Christopher Nolan came out and said, I want to make a 1920s period piece about two old people in love during the First World War or something like that. I'm in. I don't even know. What if, what you... what if Christopher Nolan directed a more? Oh, God. You know, <laughs> see, you know what I was getting at with that. Uh, number one, if Christopher Nolan directed a more, it'd be the greatest film of all time. Um, it wouldn't be the old people dying slowly that it was before. But, I mean, there are a ton of movies that are coming out. There are, I have listed about 40. I I feel like this year, and, and I agree, that's about what I had listed. I feel like this is a big year for Oscar bait. Like, kind of more so a, than usual. Yeah, I feel like more so than usual. There's just a lot of films that you're like, I feel like they're just trying to press those like typical Academy buttons. Like, And some people would say, oh, there's just great diversity in film. But right. I think... I, I see it in more of a cynical way, which I don't have to tell you. Well, there, I think I think you know there's great diversity in the subjects of films, but I don't think there's great diversity in the films themselves. You know, no. I I'm so sick and tired of another coming of age drama. I'm so so fucking sick and tired. How many people can come of age? Yeah, there's been a lot that I've read where the description is coming, coming of, of age, age drama. Fuck you. <laughs> Give me giant robots. I don't care. I'm just, it's the same thing. It, but even that, it's the same thing because you you know, even I'm getting tired of giant robots. I'm tired of coming of age dramedies. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of um, some old lady meets some younger person that changes her life. I'm tired of that shit. Are you shit. talking about Victoria and Abdul? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Pretty much anything with Judy Dench now, I'm fucking tired of. So I wanted to rattle off some of these and get your thoughts on them because some of them have come out. Some of them we know are, are have momentum. Some of them we know don't have momentum. And this is what's going to kind of, kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, inform the choices that we make. Because what you and I are going to do is we are going to kind of, kind of like fantasy football, we're going to keep setting our lineups. Except there's only one winner. There's only We only get the winner at the end. There's no winner. But we're going to keep setting our lineups here. And I don't know what the Venn diagram is of fantasy football people versus movie people. So I might be alienating a lot of people with that. Um, but basically, we're going to set our lineups for the, the big six categories every time we do one of these episodes. And we'll probably do them a little bit more frequently as we get closer to the Oscars. But we have Best Director, Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress. Those are the six. Those are the big six categories, okay? And so just kind of to rattle through some of these, a lot of them are uh, alphabetical order. Um, a lot of them are kind of in the order of their popularity or their likelihood of getting nominated. But we have um, – let's pick out some of the big ones first, such as like Dunkirk, some of the ones that have come out already – like Dunkirk, Get Out, uh, which is on here twice. This is my mistake. Um, the Big Sick, Battle of the Sexes. Like, how do you feel if you look at this list right now? How do you feel about some of the ones that are out right now? Are there any of the ones that are out currently that really stick out to you as having a staying power that maybe like last year, like a Mad Max? Was that last year? Was Mad Max Mad last Max. year? No, no, it was before. two years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was two years ago. Like a Mad Max did two years ago where it came out in March and it won eight Oscars or or six or whatever it was. Do you see anything sticking out? I think the only movies that are going to have the staying power, and I think there's some great movies that are on this list, um, movies that I think will stay in the conversation, Dunkirk because it's awesome and there's not much to pick on about it. And I think it has that staying power. Um, Get Out because I think it's just like that dark horse that – did so well unexpectedly and mm-hmm. was so good unexpectedly and was something different. Um, it was a phenomenon. That's yeah. that's the closest to a Mad Max, I think. Like it was a yeah. full blown phenomenon. Yeah, uh, it was like de- like a Deadpool that came out in February and and right. had like just momentum and was talked about the entire year. Right. From that standpoint, so I think those two. The only other ones I see, I could see Battle of the Sexes only because only for Emma Stone. I don't think anything else outside of that. Okay. Um, and then other than that, uh, I think Wonder Woman. But okay. I don't think Detroit's gonna have a, a shot, nope. despite it being a good movie. I'm sure, and and great directing and all that. I don't think Mother. Um, other than maybe if they're desperate for uh, an actress nomination or a supporting actress nomination. Okay. Um, I don't think as much as I want it, Blade Runner, I think, will do really well in the technical categories. Right. If but, that if that movie doesn't win art direction and cinematography, then what the fuck are we even doing? Yeah, I just don't see it being... I don't think... I think it's going to be like an odd man out on Best Picture. But okay. who knows? Uh, then other than that, I mean, I think that's it. I mean, every, everybody else I think is, is probably Suburbicom's going to bomb. That's yep, coming out. That's the weekend. other, that's the thing that I wanted to mention is we're starting to get some movies that are coming out the, right now the, that are getting met with kind of, uh, middle of the road response. There's another one that I think is unfairly going to be left out unless they make like crazy push for it, which they might. And that's Wind River. Wind River mm. deserves to be in there. But I think it's going to get lost in, I mean, even for me, like as much as I love that movie, like I've started to forget about it. Like I had to remind myself, I was like, Taylor Sheridan did a movie. What was the name of it again? Wind River. It might. And in terms of the big awards, I think you're 100% correct. But very much like Blade Runner, I think that Wind River could pick up a couple of technical awards, pick up a screenplay, maybe. Um, It's probably not going to be as successful as Hell or High Water was, sadly. No. Um, I think that, and I you, think it's I think it's hurt by Heller's high water. Too I do because I do too. again, I I am one that believes that the Academy doesn't like to repeat yeah. their actions. So very rarely do you see them go kind of the same tone or same type of movie right. in back to back years. So I think Wind River is hurt a little bit by not just not even its release time. I think just because last year. Hell or High Water did so well. Did so well. Right. And I think there are ones that, that you're hearing um, uh, festival talk from, you're getting reviews for, that are being met with, you know, not universal praise. And by no means does that take it out of the running. But I think when you look at movies like, uh, for example, Battle of the Sexes or The Beguiled or Breathe, which is that Andrew Garfield movie directed by Andy Serkis about the guy who developed the first uh automatic standing wheelchair like those types of movies came out and people were like oh this is kind of bullshit um downsizing was another one where i heard that it's really creative but it doesn't hit that greatness yeah. suburbicon is one that's coming out this this past weekend that 
it, everybody's pretty much saying, well, it's hard is in the right place, but it's really kind of a fucking terrible Thank movie. Thank you for your service as well. Exactly. Like, I think you're going to get these movies that just end up falling by the wayside. I even think Victoria and Abdul is going to fall into that category, too. I hope it does. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I have nothing against it, but yet I have everything against it. So it's super weird um, that I do that. Um, but I wanted to take this opportunity now uh, to kind of go through these categories and go through uh, basically starting from the supporting um, actress categories, which is where they, the Oscars start, go through what we picked previously and then what changes we want to make to your lineup. So I have my changes. I you I let you see my changes, but I don't know what changes you're making, which is kind of fun because then I get the real then y'all get the real live reaction that I freak out when David does some crazy bullshit. Oh, there's one in there today. Oh, delightful. I can't wait. Um so let's let's do it. Let's go through our previous lineups here. Let's go through each category starting with the supporting performances and I'll start first. And I'll say what I did, and then I'll say what I'm changing. All right. So when our first lineups were put out, I had five nominees, and that's best actresses, best acting categories is five nominees. I had Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. I had Margot Robbie for Goodbye Christopher Robin. I had Tilda Swinton for Okja. I had Nicole Kidman for The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and I had Brooklyn Prince for The Florida Project. And I'm making. Three changes. This, I think, is probably the one that I'm changing the most on. Um, I'm really pivoting <laughs> on this one. Um, and I'm going from some of the, I, I don't want to say younger talent, um, but some of the, it's just I'm, make, I'm pivoting to some classics here. So I, I obviously have done some research, and, and this is purely based on research. It's just like fantasy football or when you and I do the Fantasy Movie League, we always put a little bit of research into it, what are experts predicting and whatnot. And so my three changes, I'm keeping Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water, I'm keeping Brooklyn Prince for The Florida Project, and I'm changing everybody else. My new three are Holly Hunter for The Big Sick, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, and Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. Which is amazing to me because Laurie Metcalf was the sister on Roseanne and also one of the killers in Scream 2. And that kind of excites me. That, that, kind, of, that kind of makes me really want her, makes me want her to win. Because like, hey, look, it's Scream 2 starting Academy Award winner Laurie Metcalf. <laughs> that would be dope. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so that's my lineup. Octavia Spencer, Holly Hunter, Allison Janney, Laurie Metcalf. And Brooklyn Prince, David, what have you done? Well, you're correct on a couple of them, but you're incorrect. I'm on correct. Some I'm correct. Um, so, <laughs> thank you. Mine previously were uh, Mary J. Blige, Mudbound, uh, Hung Chow in Downsizing, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in Mother, Brooklyn Prince in Florida Project, and Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. So, for me. I am changing two, oh. so I'm better than you. Um, and <laughs> is, that, is that what we're judging it on? All I'm, right, I'm, all right. I'm subbing out Michelle Pfeiffer, sorry, for Hunter in the Big Sick. Okay. So you got that one right. Good work. Thank you. Um, I am sticking with Mary J. Blige and Chow and with Octavia Spencer. Okay. I am taking out the little one. Ooh. 
the young the youngster. Okay. And I'm pivoting to, funny enough, from Ladyburg. I'm going with uh, Ronan, and I don't know how to say her first Ronin. name. Ronan. Yeah. So you feel like they're gonna gun for her to get a supporting I th- actress? I, th- I think they're gonna pull a fences on us and Ooh. and go in the supporting category. That's really hard. I'm gonna debate you on this right now because <laughs> that's really hard because Fences was Denzel's movie. It was arguably it was Denzel. Um, and uh, I can't believe I'm blank- blanking on her name. Um, Victoria, right? I can't, I can't. Viola, God, Viola oh my God, yeah. I felt so bad for a second there. That is Denzel and Viola's movie, but it is mostly a showcase for Denzel. Sure. So the argument could be made that Viola is a supporting actress, but that is Lady Bird is her movie. I know. It's um, oh, and I have the the correct way to pronounce her name, Sersha. Sersha, there you go. Sersha, which is it's a Gaelic name, it's an Irish name. There you go. Sersha Ronan for that movie like it's a coming of age story like she is the i know actress i'm just saying you read on a number of sites and they're they're saying supporting so they're gonna pivot and and they're gonna put see david this is one of the reasons why i hate the oscars <laughs> because that's bullshit because she's a leading actress in that movie i understand she's the lead in that movie and this is one of the very few, one of the many reasons that the Oscars are bullshit because of this kind of shit like that. <laughs> if you can make a change like that, then why can't Denzel Washington run for like best cinematographer? Because that's basically what you're saying. Like it's stupid. I, I, I completely understand, but I found on at least four sites that were making early predictions for her. For, for supporting, supporting actress. I would like to see these sites. <laughs> I would like to see your work. One of them was IndieWire, I'm pretty sure, if I remember. Of course. Um, <laughs> I don't disagree with that choice, though, as we, as you will see when, sure. we, get, when we get along. All right. So that's, those are our supporting actresses. Let's go supporting actors here, and I will let you start this one off. So last time the correct picks were <laughs> you fucker. Uh, El- Idris Elba in Molly's Game, Lawrence Fishburne in Last Flag Flying, <laughs> Harrison Ford in Blade Runner, Army Hammer, Call Me By My Name, and Christoph Waltz in Downsizing. This one I just said, I'm scrapping it. We're, we're starting over, except for one. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> we had uh, Idris Elba survived on uh, in Molly's Game. All right. But other than that, everybody else is gone. Wow. I, I switched to um, Stuhlberg. And call me by your name. Okay. So I switched from Hammer to the other supporting okay. Okay. option. Uh, I went with Sam Rockwell getting getting his first breakthrough and nomination. In I, I should hope so. Uh, then I got our buddy and a favorite of the the, the podcast, Michael Shannon. A, in a fine Shape of friend. Water. A fine friend of the podcast. <laughs> fine friend of the podcast. A good movie buddy. A good movie buddy. Michael Shannon, our first, our first official outside good movie buddy. And then, and then, lastly, you won me over. I've come back to Mark Rylance in Dunkirk. Yes, come over. That is correct. Those, those are correct. A lot of those are correct. Not all of them are. <laughs> those are some good picks here. Uh, I can't say I disagree with any of them. Um, yeah, I, just those sound good. Just can't get mad about those. Um, but you don't have the Florida Project on there, which is really surprising. I don't. You're going to start noticing a theme. Because, yeah, I'm already <laughs> noticing it because um, the Florida Project did not get as big of love as, as I thought it would mm-hmm. be getting, number one. So you, I, I feel like I know what you're doing there. Um, but my previous five going off of that, 
My previous five were Willem Dafoe for the Florida Project, Mark Rylance for Dunkirk, Will Poulter for Detroit, uh, Idris Elba for Molly's Game, and then Patrick Stewart for Logan. And I basically took out my two long shots, my two like hopefuls. One of the things that you'll notice, David, is that I am bending to the will of the Academy on this. <laughs> the Academy always does the same bullshit over and over, and they don't nominate anybody interesting. Not that none of these people are interesting. Defoe's a little interesting. Who? Defoe. Defoe's a little interesting, except he's going to play. Except for the movie that he's in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's going to. He's been a, an, an amazing actor his entire life. And this is the movie, like, playing just a regular dude that he's going to win a nomination for. Like, that just that just goes to show, like, if you play insane psychopaths your entire fucking life, then all you got to do to win an Oscar is just play a normal dude. Well, that dude. seems like the bigger stretch then. And pe- Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because then people will be like, oh, look. Oh, he's not. He's really dialed it down. Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys. Um, so I took out the two long shots. I still have Willem Dafoe. I still have Mark Rylance and I still have Idris Elba. I took out Will Poulter and I replaced him with Michael Shannon for the shape of water. Mm -hmm. And I took out Patrick Stewart and I put him our boy, Sam Rockwell for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, hearing really great things. I am super excited for that movie because it's from the writer director of in Bruges and seven psychopaths. And he writes some really funny, dark shit. And that's perfect for Sam Rockwell. Pour one out for Patrick Stewart. I mean, it's still... I, I still hope he can make a comeback, but I, it's not looking good. No, the, the Fox would have to pay for a, a Sup- campaign. Supporting actors looking like a tough tough uh, category to crack. It really is. Like, it's going to be a murderer's row. There's going to be somebody. Like, there's going to be some big names in that, mm-hmm. in that category. There's going to be some really, really big names here. Um... All right, moving on to Best Actress. Uh, Best Actress, again, a lot of these are one. Some of them are based on what I've seen. Um, Actually, my two big changes are based on what I've seen. My original lineup for Best Actress was Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Emma Stone for Battle of the Sexes, Meryl Streep for The Post, Jennifer Lawrence for Mother, and Jessica Chastain for Molly's Game. And I have... Uh, switched out the two uh, young ingenues, the two most recent uh, Best Actress winners for a couple of changes. Emma Stone, Battle of the Sexes, again, you know, she was really, really good in that movie, but I feel like that movie is really mediocre. Um, So if anybody pulls a nomination out of that movie, it's going to be her, but I just don't see it happening this year. I replaced her with uh, Saoirse Ronan uh, from Lady Bird. As, as we sure. just previously discussed, I think she's the best actress, so I'm putting her in the damn Probably category. Um, if she, I feel like if I if she winds up in Best Supporting Actress, I still count that as half of a win. I just want you to know that. You're, you're partially correct. Okay, thank you. Um, and then I removed Jennifer Lawrence for Mother, although she's by far one of the best parts of that movie. And I replaced her with Frances McDormand. For three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Frances McDormand coming back to the Oscar love after winning for Fargo back in like, what, 95, 4? 96. Mm. I think it was 96. Um, and every trailer she's in is so fucking funny and she just looks so good. Um, I can't, again, can't wait to see that movie. I'm very excited for it. All right. Well, last time we somehow ended up with the same exact we picks. We actually did. But. We are the same no more. And, uh, so, and part of it's because I don't have Ronan as 
right uh, actress I right. have as supporting actress. Right. So last time I was all the same ones you had: Hawkins, Stone, Streep, Lawrence, and Chastain. Now I have knocked out, given the chop to the great one, Meryl Streep. Ooh. Chopped her out of post. Ooh, wow. Giving her the kick. And sight unseen. <laughs> sight unseen. Wow. Okay. And she's she, and I'm going for I'm I'm trusting in the biopic to uh, bring me home. I'm going with anybody that would say I'm replacing <laughs> Meryl, Streep Meryl Streep with with, with Roe v. <laughs> That's bananas. I know. I'm I understand. Literally, there are three things that are sure in this world: death taxes and Meryl Streep get nominated for a fucking Academy Listen, Award. Trump's in the White House. <laughs> Anything, any, the Cubs won the World Series. Oh my God! The Cavs won the NBA championship. Anything is possible. Jinder Mahal's a WWE champion. There any, you go. Anything can happen. See, we're we're living in a world of firsts. Of, of we're living in crazy town. Meryl Streep teaming up with Steven Spielberg and not being nominated for an Oscar would be just. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a out of all of those. That's the one you take the shot at. You know what? You're leaving Lawrence in there. Nope, Lawrence is knocked out too. Oh, hey, okay, all right. She's out for uh, uh, Francis McDormand. Ah, so I had mm. the same as you on that one. So okay, uh, we are pretty much the same, other than Ronan because I have her in supporting and Street and so Street. Which I, is... I kept Emma Stone in there. I think it's gonna one of these one of those movies where like it was supposed to do well in a lot of things and it ends up only getting one thing. Well, you have. I mean, because at first you thought maybe Steve Carell was going to get a nomination. Eh. You thought maybe even like Best Picture was like right. talked about before eh. people saw it, and that's all gone downhill. And so that's all gone downhill. I think one thing will survive. So from you're it, you're so you're predicting an Emma Stone, Julianne Moore, still Alice situation. This actually does. You're not off base here because you see this in the Best Actress category a ton. I know. Where uh, uh, an actress, a best actress, will get nominated and win, and that will be that only movie's only nomination. So I can't argue with your logic there. I, but I simply can't believe <laughs> that you dropped Meryl Streep. That's like dropping like fucking Aaron Rodgers from your lineup. Which, all due respect to Aaron Rodgers and his broken shoulder, like that's a crazy move. Listen. I just wanted to shake things up. Fortune favors the bold, I guess. That's Damn. right. Um, all right. Uh, since I led that one, I will let you lead <laughs> the best. Oh, I got another bombshell for you in best actor oh here. Oh, my God. All right. Let's all right. do it. Last I'm time. In. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, Tom Hanks, The Post, Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes, Javier Bardem, Mother. I feel like I know what you're going to do already. But... So I chopped out Steve Carell. Yep. I chopped out Javier Bardem. Yep. And I kept Oldman, I kept um, Hanks, okay, and I kept Daniel Day Lewis. Okay, all right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's down to Daniel Day Lewis and Oldman. So I feel like everybody else is just filler. It, it in my feels opinion. like it certainly feels that way right now. But I I replaced Carell Battle of the Sexes with Carell Last Flag Flying. <laughs> so you have that. Okay, um, all right. And Javier got chopped. Yep. And we went with the dark horse. Don't do it. Rick's favorite actor of all time, Mr. Adam Sandler. Seriously? I'm, I'm going the, the dark horse. For the Myers-Witt stories? Yep, that's what or I'm going with. However you pronounce that? Yep. I'm going out of left field here. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm genuinely like, uh, 
like I'm hearing, I'm hearing good things thus far. Well, the, you know, one of the crazy things, like I've read articles too, where like it's like Adam Sandler is a great actor. Do you think he knows it? <laughs> because he does these fucking bullshit. Netflix terrible movies. Literally terrible Netflix comedies. And then he shows up in one of these dramedies and is amazing in it. And I just am what, like, wh how? What? How? I, I went with him instead of bringing myself to put James Franco in there. So it, it came down to those two. And okay. I, and I, as you can see, there's two movies that I have moved on from and am giving the uh, the shun to, and that's Florida Project and Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Although I still left Call Me By Your Name in uh, a couple of places. I feel like this is a reactionary move by you. I feel like you're trying to like, um, like, you're trying to influence change in the system. I'm looking for the, positive, the, the positive system, thinking. The system will not be broken, David. The system is the system. I told you, with everything, you know, the stock market, with, with all sorts of the presidency, yeah. all these things. You have course corrections. You get too far to one end, you gotta have a course correction. I feel like that can't. I feel like I feel like because Trump is president and because Jinder Mahal is the WWE it's champion, true. there could be a strong pivot in the opposite direction. There could. But last year we had, you know, and again, I'm not knocking on any groups or movies or anything like that, but you look at like last year, Moonlight was a surprise winner. Uh, Lala Land is better than fucking Moonlight. Now come out and say it. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> but you had that, so I feel like we're due for a course correction. So I don't see Call Me by Your Name being able to go in and and dominate as much because of what Moonlight did last year. I'm just I'm just going with. That. All right, we're gonna okay. We're we taking a slight to, detour. We're gonna take a slight detour here. No, no, no. We won't. We're gonna name my best actors first. <laughs> I'm gonna stay focused, David. But I'm gonna keep this up because we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. You're not done with me. Yet. I'm not done with you yet. We're gonna put a pause on this, and we're gonna look at these fucking best picture winners. Anyways, best actor. All right, getting back to it. My original five, very similar to yours. I had Daniel Day Lewis for the Phantom Thread. I had Gary Oldman for the Darkest Hour. I had Matt Damon for Downsizing. I had Tom Hanks for The Post, and I went out on a limb and I had Mark Wahlberg for All the Money in the World. And I'm taking out the, the young bucks and I'm replacing them with other young bucks, basically. <laughs> so I, too, am keeping Daniel Day-Lewis, Gary Oldman, and Tom Hanks. I personally believe that this is Gary Oldman's award to lose. I feel like if Gary Oldman does not win this Oscar, it'll be a goddamn travesty. But travesties happen in the Oscars all the time. Daniel Day-Lewis's last ride. Listen, that's that's a that's a fine point, but like at this rate it wouldn't be either of them. It would be somebody else, all nope. right? L such as who I'm replacing. Go ahead. No, I'm waiting. Okay. I replace Matt Damon. No, I'm not doing that one yet. <laughs> I replace I replace Mark Wahlberg with James Franco in The Disaster Artist. Very excited about that. I know you're excited about it, but I don't know that it's going to be as good as you're anticipating. I think the performance is going to be amazing. Just Listen. from everything I've seen, that guy turned into Tommy Wiseau in a crazy way. <laughs> um, and then I replaced Matt Damon and Downsizing with Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name. I will not call you by your name. I will. Bow to your sensei. <laughs> I, 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 I'm le like I said, man. 
listen, I'm just a cog in the machine. The, the, the Academy and their patterns have beat me down as much as I would love to put in Ryan Gosling for Blade Runner 2049 or as much as I would love to put in fucking Chris Pine or whatever for Wonder Woman, although that would be supporting actor, as much as I would love to put in Jesus and literally any like Doug Jones for The Shape of Water, which would never, ever happen I, in a I'll million say this. years. Actor is is a little thin this year. Like I feel like there's a whole lot more supporting actors, but actor itself is is fairly thin. It I is. Feel like. It is. And it feels like you're gonna get a lot that haven't come out yet. Like I feel like I feel like everybody's basically staying away from Gary Oldman and Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. I mean so, potentially like you see like you got Hostiles and and potentially Christian Bale you got Roman J Israel who Esquire be nominated for supporting actor Denzel <laughs> right exactly they'll find a way to nominate Denzel who plays the title, the character, title character of character. the movie for best supporting actor because it's like everybody get out of the way of Gary Oldman one of our gr- greatest British actors of all time playing one of the most famous British historical figures of all time like get out everyone move out of the way <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's ultimately again, from right now, from where we are sitting, it feels like this is Gary Oldman's, uh, award to lose. Yep. Um, let's, let's move on to best director. All right. What do you got? I had originally, I had, oh man, I look at these changes and I'm just like, Jesus. How dare you? I had Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. I had Patty Jenkins for Wonder Woman. I have Steven Spielberg for The Post. I have Alexander Payne for Downsizing, and I have Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. And I think the biggest one, I think that is definitely going to get knocked out, is probably Alexander Payne for Downsizing. Mm -hmm. And I have him replaced with Denny Villeneuve from, uh, or I can't pronounce his last name. It's not pronounced the way that it looks. The Blade Runner director. The Blade Runner director, (laughs) Denny, um, French-Canadian, shout out to you. Represent uh, oh Canada <laughs> for Blade Runner twenty forty nine because that movie is so well uh, so well directed, and then I listen. This is a tenuous one here because we have not yet seen Warner Brothers. Don't shake your head at me. People can't see you shaking your head at me. I'm gonna tell them that you're shaking your head at me. Warner Brothers hasn't started their their campaign yet. It hasn't really ramped up yet. I feel like it's probably gonna happen after Justice League, but right now. As of right now, as of this episode, I'm taking out Patty Jenkins for Wonder Woman. And I'm pitting in Luca You're coming of Guagnino. age. You're coming of age for Luca. Call me by your name. I'm hearing there's a lot of momentum behind this right now. So that's 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 I can't pronounce his last name either. So I'm gonna it's go okay, he won't be nominated. Patty so Jenkins and Alexander Payne are getting replaced with Luca and Denny. All right. Well, Throwing some foreign guys in there for good you. Good for you. All right, originally I was Patty Jenkins, Del Toro, Christopher Nolan, Spielberg, and I had a surprise one in there uh-huh. before with Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. who I would love to keep in here, but unfortunately he is my only victim in this category. Oh, okay. He's replaced by three billboard, billboards and McDonough. Okay, okay. Is it Martin, uh, Martin, Martin McDonough. McDonough? I would be 100% okay with that. Martin McDonough is amazing. I, if you haven't... If there's a movie that I feel like has momentum right now it's and that I'm billboards. fully believing in, it's three billboards. Um, so, yeah, he's in for Jordan Peele. All right. Sorry, pour one out for him, too. Pour one out for Jordan Peele. Well, I mean, it was literally like his first movie directed. Like, he'll be fine. Oh, yeah. He'll be back. If it doesn't happen. Yeah. 
All right. Final category, and this is, I feel like we're going to get into a bit of a conversation with this, which is good. Best picture. And I'm going to have you start, David, with All your right. best picture nominees. Well, last time I had, I think, nine picks, and a tenth spot was pending. Was, uh, and I believe your direct quote was reserved for an indie darling. Exactly. And I got at least a few we could plug in there. Absolutely. Uh, so mine were Wonder Woman, All the Money in the World, Dunkirk, Get Out, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, The Current War, Molly's Game, and insert indie darling here. Right. And it's important to remind people that we can have anywhere between five and ten Best Picture nominees. It's all based on a percentage, a bullshit percentage that I think we talked about before, but I'm not going to get into right now because it'll just make me angry. Go ahead. We like angry, Rick. All right. Um... Ones that are staying in there, uh, Wonder Woman, Dunkirk, okay, Get Out, okay, Shape of Water, The Post, Phantom Thread, and Molly's Game. Okay, we are saying goodbye to the current war. Uh huh. Well, and all the money in the world. Okay, and we are adding in three billboards. Uh, I have. Somehow kept in Florida Project. Yeah, Florida Project. there it is. Unfortunately, I don't know what I was thinking. And then lastly, Call Me By Your Name, which I Ooh. think, I, I, as much as I've ripped on it, I think it'll still get Welcome the sympathy. back to the machine. Only because there's 10. If there was nine, Call Me By Your Name would not be in there. Oh, if there I was don't... eight. Call Me By Your Name would not be in there. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> it's probably not true, but I can... I think if there was eight, you lose Molly's Game and Get Out. You Get Out. <laughs> all right, all Those right. Those are my picks. Okay. Yeah, for some... Yeah, oh, big talk, big man. Oh, I'm against the machine. I'm going to pivot. And what do you throw in there? Florida Plot Project and Call Me By Your Name. Wow. Yeah, what can I say? Wow, talk about sticking with your guns to the very end. I still don't think either of them are going to win, so. Yeah, we'll see. I still, we'll have to talk about who we think the current frontrunner is once we wrap this up. Because I've got a couple of follow-up final questions for you. But my best picture nominees were Dunkirk, The Florida Project, Wonder Woman, The Post, Phantom Thread, The Current War, The Shape of Water, The Big Sick, Downsizing and Blade Runner 2049. And again, and I listed 10. I do not think there's going to be 10. Uh, there hasn't been 10 since they adjusted the stupid voting again. They've been nine. The last time there was 10, it was a fantastic year, too. It, it was. It was. And then they changed the voting and it went to like a percentage based thing. And it's been shit ever since, relatively shit ever since. Um, but what I did is I replaced three of them. I replaced Wonder Woman with Call Me By Your Name. I replaced The Current War with Darkest Hour. And I replaced Downsizing with Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I think the easiest call for this one to make, and you can agree with me if you want or disagree with me, the easiest call was taking The Current War out of things because ever since Weinstein happened, they pulled that straight up off the schedule. There's two movies that I basically have completely disregarded in the last month. Uh-huh. Current War and Woody Allen Wonder Wheel because yeah. Wonder Woody Allen's hands ain't clean either in all of this <laughs> and if you start marketing Woody Allen for best director yeah. you will 
get pitchforks and riots. Hey, man, man, they gave an Oscar to Roman Polanski, who can't even come into the country. He can't even come into this yeah, country. But, yeah, but that's trendy. Do you know how many movies they made about freaking Snowden? <laughs> it's trendy to be excommunicated, to not be able to be that's in true, the country. to not be in the country. That's oh. totally Hollywood. So, sort of, slightly different <laughs> reasons, David. <laughs> slightly different reasons. Um... <laughs> Uh, I think that out of those ones, I think um, if if it, it doesn't make it to 10, I don't think Blade Runner will make it. And I don't think The Darkest Hour makes it. I don't think Big Sick makes it either, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So out of the ones that you listed, the ones I listed, what do you think is your big front runner right now? You can list two or three if you want. If you want to give a top three, you can. But what do you think is the big front runner right now? I, I've got it basically down to three movies right now. Okay. So to me... Give respect to the man, the post. We don't know anything about it. You're but damn right. Hanks Streep. He, don't, need, he Hanks, don't even need to come in. Hanks He's, Streep and Spielberg. I mean, I feel like you've you've got to at least make it like a a 30% favorite for... Uh... Yeah, he's going to be like Karate Kid Part 3 where they changed the rules of the fight and, and Daniel-san didn't have to fight in the tournament. He just had to fight at the final. Well, let's be That's on... going to be Spielberg. He's just going to show up in December and be like, I made a movie he's... and it's amazing. Well, and he's not the first movie to keep really quiet until the end and, right. and win Best Picture if he did it. So right. uh, The Post would be one. Uh, Shape of Water is my dark horse mm-hmm. for Del Toro. Um you know, I, I think his movies are kind of off the wall, so the Academy would have to open their mind a little embrace bit. Embrace a little and, weird. And embrace a little weird. Um, but if there's anybody that can kind of break a trend, I think it's Del Toro, and he right. deserves it. He damn well does. Uh, and then lastly, I think um, Three Billboards. You know, obviously, it's from this podcast, it's been no secret that I like the momentum and I like the early news that we're hearing on that i honestly don't think i mean we just had a you know story of a coming of age sorry sorry for putting it bluntly like gay story yeah gay coming of uh, age story gay coming of age story come out and then you're going to do basically another one i'm sorry i just don't feel like you can repeat like there's never been a sequel that won Best Picture back to back years, or maybe well, there's not been back once. to back. Well, no, I mean the Godfather part. Godfather, two but they didn't win consecutive years right, from right. that standpoint. So, I just, I just don't see it being able to do it. And then there's nothing else in there. I mean, I don't believe in any of the biopics. I think they will be front runners for Best Actor. So I mm-hmm. think Phantom Thread and Darkest Hour are going to be front runners for Actor, but I don't think they're going to have enough to to get across the line for best picture and of the other things in there molly's game look i'd love molly's game to to win it but right probably too slick i'm i'm not delusional there wonder woman's a feel-good story and i feel like the academy is going to do it a solid just nominating it okay um just like i think patty jenkins will still get nominated (laughs) um but i don't think it has a realistic chance i don't think the academy is quite ready to do a comic book movie from that standpoint. I'm waiting. waiting. If we didn't get it for Dark Knight, like... Yeah, but they changed the voting because the Dark Knight didn't get it. Like, they literally... I'm I'm aware, but with what the Dark Knight did, if it can't even get there, then how are we expecting Wonder Woman? I loved Wonder Woman probably more than the average person. Right. It's not the Dark Knight. No, it's not the Dark Knight (laughs) by any means. So... 
our last seven, the best picture winners of this decade were The King's Speech, a biopic produced by the Weinstein Company, The Artist, which was a lovely ode to the silent film era of Hollywood produced by the Weinstein Company, Argo, produced by Warner Brothers, which was a, a true story thriller. We had 12 years. Where the Canadians saved the day. Yep, that's true. Yep, we got to give credit where credit's due. We had 12 Years a Slave by Fox Searchlight. We had Birdman by Fox Searchlight. We had Spotlight by Open Road. We had Moonlight by A24. And and that's the other thing. You know what we should do, dude? Next time we're going to do this, we're going to put the fucking money behind this. Who's (laughs) running the show? Because I feel like that has got to be a factor in this. And if that's why the current war is out of it, because the current war was a Weinstein production, I want to know which one of these are A24s, and those are going to go up to the top on my list. But you right, already have one. The Florida Project's an A24. You but know right, that. see, exactly, exactly. So my <clears throat> top three, real quickly, I got the Post up top, I got the Shape of Water up top, and I got a two-way tie for third place because I can't just do three between Dunkirk and three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I'm very excited for those. And to wrap it up, out of all of these movies, out of all the ones that that still have the momentum, the ones that haven't died yet, what one do you think, what film or films that still have the momentum, or maybe we're not sure yet, do you think could be the biggest busts of this Oscar season to to put a final final question on this episode? Um of the ones on there, I mean, I don't see how it could happen. Right. But the one with the most to lose of all these movies, and you're not going to like this answer, is The Post. Like, if if The Post somehow flops, like, that would be the biggest story to me of this year. If The Post just if, comes out and it's shit. Well, not I, – I don't think there's a way that it could be shit, but, like – You're right. It doesn't do well from a nomination standpoint. Like, if it gets, like – you know, like Meryl Streep gets a nomination and that's like and, it. And like editing. And like, yeah, something like that. Like if if it doesn't get a bunch of nominations, I think that would be a huge upset. Um, other than that, I mean, I think you have to look to like, obviously the current war had tons of hype and now it's... I mean, that's already like the actual answer. That's Yeah, that's the actual answer. I mean, outside of that... I mean, some of them were kind of long, like you didn't really know much, but like on paper they looked okay. Right. Um, I think Wonder Wheel has a lot of potential based on what you said. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of talent behind that movie. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's Woody Allen, but I feel like it's just not Woody Allen. You probably should just shut the fuck up for right now. Yeah. Um, And then I also think Matt Damon's going to fall flat this year. I think both Suburbicon and Downsizing are probably not going to be very strong. Downsizing maybe will have a little bit better chance, but I think Suburbicon and Clooney are just well, not – everybody's like – Well, in Suburbicon, I think, is already a bust. Like, right. it's coming – it came out today. Right. And I think we already know it's a bust. Yep. Like, we don't even have to see what happens this weekend. No. We already know it's a bust. It was a bust a month ago but when the- people were giving it crazy bad reviews. And I think – I think from their standpoint, once the Weinstein stuff happened and like Clooney and Damon and those like, maybe I think, I think they're smart enough to just be like, let's just let 
downs or, or uh, let's just let Suburbicon like just drift off into just the die abyss. quietly. Like we're not gonna try to go out there and defend it, market it, that kind right. of thing. Like I feel like I didn't see. I saw a bunch of previews for it like two months ago. Right, and then and nothing. I didn't see anything until like this week. And the talent behind, and I think that when you talk biggest bust, you got to talk about the talent behind the picture. And I think that's why you brought up the post because the talent behind Suburbicon is insane for it to sure. be like. Matt Damon, Julianne Moore, Oscar Isaac, a script from the Coen Brothers Academy Award winners, a script from Clooney and Grant Heslov Academy Award winners, directed by George Clooney. Like, Jesus, that is a murderer's row of talent. And to produce something that is met with so much, just like, yeah, you missed. Like, that's fascinating to me. Last Flag Flying could fall into that, too. I mean, because your boy Richard Link... What's his, how Link his name? Link later. While he got love for Boyhood, like it didn't wasn't like a great success in the theaters or anything like right. that. And Fucking with boy. everything going on in our world today, and you know, controversies over just a flag over itself flags. and things like that, like feel like all the like people that hate people kneeling for <laughs> the national anthem are right. going to go out and see that movie, and and all the people that are. <laughs> All four kneeling are gonna say screw that. Yeah, you know, maybe like, I don't know. It's it's it'll be an interesting thing to see, but uh, I think that one has some potential because it's got a lot of big names in it too. And obviously, sure. uh, Linklater's riding his success from somewhat success from Boyhood. So I also haven't and Mudbound. I just want to give a shout out to Mudbound. Mudbound right now is about as of an an unknown quantity as the post in the sense that like we have two trailers and it look like it looks I legitimately want to see Mudbound. Yeah. I think it looks amazing. I think I think Mary J Blige is going to win supporting. You think she's the front runner for supporting? I I don't know. How I don't think I don't left? I don't think I put her as the front runner. How much time we got left? Let's let's do this. I don't think I put this. her as the front runner. <laughs> we got time. Let's do, let's do this. Let's do an impromptu. All right. Are we did our front runner for best picture? Speed round. Speed round. Front runner for best director. Go. Front runner, yeah, uh, Spielberg. I'm gonna, oh, I'm going with Del Toro. Um, I feel like that might not win picture, but I feel like Del Toro will get director. All right, best actor, go. Uh, I'm going with Daniel Day Lewis. Ooh, I'm going Oldman. Okay, best actress. I am going. I'm going Hawkins. I'm gonna also go Hawkins. We agree on that one. <laughs> support. I, I really wanted to go Chastain. Just let the record be. I, I do, I and I, I, Chastain, I, I, I wanted to go with Hawkins. And and I feel like Chast. You know what? I'm switching just so I can disagree. God with you. damn it! I'm going Chastain because all that Aaron Sorkin does is get people nominated and win Oscars. Stupid! We couldn't be. We can't agree for one thing. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, now I'm all thrown off. Supporting actor. Go. Uh, I'm going. Let's see. Yeah, you changed your list. I changed my list a lot on that you one. You know what I'm going with. Oh, I'm going Rockwell. I'm going <laughs> as much as I would like that, I'm going Defoe. Um and then the last one Screw you. The front runner, Defoe. <laughs> Defoe! There was a firefight! Oh my god, come on! <laughs> How do you not give him the Oscar? Give him the Oscar for that. Mary J. Blige. Supporting actress, Put I'm going down. with You're wrong. Metcalf. Yeah. I'm going Lori Metcalf. I want, I want uh, Rose, not Roseanne. I can't remember her character's name in Roseanne, <laughs> but I want her to win the Oscar, so we can have Scream Two, co-starring the Academy Award-winning Lori Metcalf. Get out of here. 
I will get out of here, David, because that's going to do it for us today on the Popcorn Diet. Again, please do us a favor. Follow us on social media, at the Popcorn Diet, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and also wherever you're listening to us, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Stitcher. Make sure to like, rate, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Thank you so much. And we're going to see you next time talking about the movies with the Popcorn Diet. Adios.